Yo, what's going on, everybody? I feel creative podcast number four. I'm here with my boy Danny, also known as Florida Thrift Man. His Instagram will be linked in the description below. He's a vintage reseller, does a lot of cards as well, reselling. And uh, what's going on, Danny? What up? What up, guys? How you doing? Uh, just chilling. Had a had a long day. Been shipping a lot of stuff. It's a pleasure to be on the the podcast today. I've been looking forward to it for a little bit. Awesome. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, brother. I know you went to UF. Uh, I met you at Target trying to uh, buy cards <laughs> to resell. Too funny. So uh, tell me a little bit about yourself, brother. So uh, yeah, I went to UF. I recently graduated about a semester ago. Uh, graduated business management. I've always been pretty much just like a you know a little hustler, like a little entrepreneur. Always been you know reselling stuff, you know online on eBay stuff like that. Um, recently got into clothes, I would say about two, three years ago, uh, been now getting into a lot of wholesale, but I used to thrift everything, you know, Goodwill, thrift stores, all that kind of good stuff. A lot of sports. I've always been into like jerseys, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. How long have you been watching sports? Uh, I've been watching sports since I was a little kid. My dad loves sports. I've been playing all sports, soccer, baseball, football since I was a little kid. Yeah. You watch a lot of sports at UF. You went to the games. Yeah, nah, yeah, I went to a lot of the games. It was a blast, man, honestly. I was only there for like two years, unfortunately, because the whole COVID thing. And then because I was a business student, a lot of the courses were um were online. So there was kind of like no purpose sometimes being there. So like I would just come back a lot, do a semester here, yeah. then go back. You know? Did you, uh, did you, were you like in any frats or anything like that? Uh, No, I was never like in a frat, but I was always close with a few people. And I would always just like go to their frats and chill and just, you know, go to some parties. But I was mainly just by myself a lot, you know, just studying a lot. It was pretty hard. I'm not going to lie. It was very challenging going to UF. It's not as easy as some people think it is. (laughs) Like as far as classes and tests and exams and assignments. Yeah, Yeah, no, for sure. Very rigorous. Like the tests are no joke. Pretty much every course I took was like, you know, you have three exams, and that's your grade. Like, whatever the average is between those Oof. three exams, if you fuck up on one. Nah, there's no way yeah. I can go there, brother. <laughs> yeah, you know, I need that Quizlet. Yeah, no, Stat. definitely a lot of Quizlet, but you got to memorize that stuff because there's no cheating or anything allowed there on your ass. So. What about when you did the online classes? Even the online, they have proctoring and stuff like that. So oh, there's, like, appointment scheduled, and, you know, you got to do all that. It's a whole, whole little hassle. Damn, bro. Well... I was thinking about going to UF a while ago. Uh, my cousin actually goes there right now. He's a, uh, I think he just he's this is his last semester and he's gonna be going into vet school there. Okay. So yeah, uh, they actually have an amazing vet program. Yeah, the bro, UF guys. they do. That's that's why he went there, bro, for that yeah. vet. Uh, Must vet be program. a really smart kid. Oh, super sure. smart, bro. He's only twenty years old. Yeah. And he just applied to vet school. Gotta be super super now. smart for sure. So uh, he's doing that, and I wanted to go just to be in a frat, bro. Like. Forget the school. This guy just like, wants to go I just party. Wanted, I just wanted he wants to, to do the podcast at UF, guys. <laughs> Bro, I just wanted to go and be part of a frat and like just enjoy that whole atmosphere of partying, brotherhood. You know, like I I have a lot of friends down here, but I always hear from people that are in frats that like that brotherhood, like relationship, is unlike any other friendship you could have. You know? No, for sure. I've definitely heard that. <laughs> And at points, I've always, like, I've been like, damn, I kind of want to join one. But it's not as easy as people think. Like, it's not you just get in the frat, you're chilling. It's like there's a lot of fees associated with it. It costs a lot of money. It's not cheap. Um, you know, you got to you gotta go to a lot of events. You got to do fundraisers. You got to, 
you know, you got to really participate. It's not just like, you know, you go there, you party. It's a lot more than, you know, just party. Yeah, bro. They do a lot of volunteering. They do a lot of stuff. And it's like I said, it's very expensive along with all the other things you have to pay for, which is like, you know, where you want to live, your classes. So it's like you got to juggle a lot of expenses when you're in college. And some kids just can't afford that sometimes, Mm. you know? Yeah, I heard those uh, what like the homing fees and stuff like to stay in the yeah. frat house well, is dumb you, expensive. Yeah, even if you're not staying in the frat, just to be like a member costs is, is costs a lot of money. Yeah, I think it's like a thousand dollars or more a semester. It's, it's not nah, cheap, it couldn't be me. Could be me for sure. Yeah, I, like I thought it. I thought it was if they chose you, then they pay for everything. No, not at all. No, it's just not like we chose all. you, brother, because uh, you're cool. But yeah, you, we need that money. But you're still paying. <laughs> Well, listen, uh, what made you do uh, business? As your, like your family's entrepreneurial, like they have a lot of their own um, businesses. Or I guess my, your my dad, my dad is pr- pretty much like a really like a business guy. But I would say more so just because I've always been like young, like like even with the cards, like you mentioned before, I was actually into the cards when I was a kid. Like I was super young and I had a crazy collection. I would travel around, like go to different states and do like these little card shows and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was young, like I was hustling. I had a lot of money. Like, I was, you know, maybe 10 years old and I had a few thousand dollars, you know, to travel around with at these card events. Like, it was yeah. pretty crazy. So, like, I'd say that, you know, just having that, like, when you're younger, having that whole, like, atmosphere around you wanting to become, like, an entrepreneur because you see all these other people making, you know, money and you see, like, no ceiling, you know? Yeah. So, that always motivated me to want to go to business school and maybe, you know, take what I learned there. And bring it to like a whole another perspective. If I ever had my own business or several businesses, mm-hmm. you know, I've always been intrigued with business stuff too. It's, oh, ever since I was like twelve years old, bro, I always was like intrigued with with business stuff and trying to grow my own business or like just be my own boss. Like it's always been something that was embedded in me. And like my parents aren't very entrepreneurial. Like they have no type of want to have their own business or anything like that. They're very structured when it comes to work nine to five get paid have benefits through the business that they work for and stuff like that but i've never really been like that and uh yeah no i've yeah no i understand i've i've never i've i've worked for people you know i've worked in a few restaurants done my done that but i've always known that the end goal for me was never wanting to work for somebody else was always to want yes to have exactly. my own and to have other people work for me mm-hmm. because i just feel like that there's you know there's just so much growth that you can do working for somebody else there's like you know, you have a ceiling. There's no, there's no, there's no maximum potential or yeah. anything like that because there's somebody above you at all times. You know. Yeah. Uh, talking about working for other people, bro. I feel like I would be the best boss, like the best boss of all bosses. I, I, I'm just so. I, you know what it is. I listen to Gary Vee a lot, and oh, Gary. Here we go. Here yeah. We go. I listen to Gary Vee a lot, and get you know what Gary Vee said in one of his podcasts. He said you need to treat your employees as if. They, what is it? He said, you need to treat your employees so good that they love the business more than you do because on the days that you hate your business, they're going to love it. And that's what's going to make like your business thrive is that your employees love coming to work. They love working for you. They love putting in the extra hours. Like, <clears throat> at least that's what, that's no, what for sure. he said. Yeah, so no. I, I think that's, actually, that's how I would run my business. Definitely I just great make thing. my, my, all my employees love working there. Yeah, no, for sure. Whether it's giving them extra raises, you know, a lot of businesses don't don't like to give raises, bro. They just like to keep people stagnant. Yeah, I'd be giving like five dollar raises. No, for sure, ten dollar raises. But you know, what can you do? Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. So, uh, 
vintage and reselling. Why clothes first and not cards? Um, like I said, I did do cards like at a young age, then kind of just stopped. But then once college came around, there was actually when I was at UF, there was actually a good amount of like um these like clothing events, you know, where there's like everybody sets up. Yeah. You know, there's like all these students at like, you know, on a Saturday or Sunday before the game and basically just like a really cool little flea market type of thing, you know? Yeah. So I was like, damn, this is cool. And I like to thrift always for myself. Like I like to get clothes. Mm-hmm. So I eventually, you know, I had, I built up like a little collection of my stuff and then a few things I had that weren't my size. And I was like, you know, maybe this would be cool if I did this. Started doing it. Really liked it. I was always thrifting, like I said before, but then really started thrifting. Uh, met one of my buddies, Slay Fines, really cool dude, my man Michael. Uh, he does it, you know, full time with me as well. We're kind of on the same pace right now, um, and basically, like we both motivate each other to get to the next level. And then it became to where, you know, I moved away from Gainesville, and then just kind of took this to a whole other level. Started listing, started, you know, went from two hundred listings to five hundred listings to you know, to 700 listings to a thousand listings to now 1500 listings and counting. And then also listings on other platforms as well. Aside from the one that has 1500, you know, it's a pain in the ass to list one thing on eBay and that you have 1500 listings across multiple platforms. And it's crazy because it sounds, it definitely sounds like a lot, but you know, there's definitely there. Like I said, there's no ceiling. I know people with, you know, 10,000 listings and they have 15 Ebays. Jeez. And that's, you know, 10,000 on one of their Ebays. So it's wow. just like there's really no ceiling. There's people working hard. But obviously, it's not one person. It's, you know, companies yeah, with multi, employees. Yeah. It's teams. You know, so it's just like I said, the harder you work, you know, what you put in, what you get out. So like I said, you know, just keep working hard. And I feel like there's no ceiling. So uh, what made you stay in West Palm with all the like you can go anywhere with your job. It's all online. Yeah, no, literally, I can go anywhere. I can travel anywhere. But uh, recently, I moved out here because I was just like going through a few little things. So I moved in with one of my friends about two years ago. He was in Pompano. So I was living with him for about a year. Then once that was done, uh, I kind of was in a rush to find a place because it was just like a kind of like a shitty ending with us. Yeah. So um, moved into another place, the one that I just moved out of, which yeah. was here in West Palm, which, like I said, I had to kind of move quickly. So I moved there. I was there for about two years. I always liked it. You know, it was nice and quiet. I've been grinding. So, you know, I figured why not stay for a little longer. But the goal is to move, you know, to maybe like Miami, Fort Lauderdale or like a big city, Orlando. And I also want to travel because maybe eventually, you You don't know, like the West Coast or like, you know, California or something. But like I said, I haven't really traveled enough to know where I want to live yet. So, yeah, is is uh. Florida where you want to stay or you want to like I said I I, oh, I, like I haven't even like I like this year I definitely plan to go to like Texas Colorado yeah. California you know like North Carolina New York I want to go everywhere and you know eventually I feel like I'll find a, a nice place but yeah I feel like for now traveling Florida is like your best yeah traveling Florida, is obviously the yeah. best bet but I feel like at least for like the next you know five ten years I feel like Florida somewhere in Florida whether it's like South Florida or like Central Florida yeah I feel like is a good spot for me you know yeah bro we gotta find you a little honey five to ten years that's uh <laughs> that's a nice little time frame yeah you bro. can't be going dry out here no dry <laughs> you know <laughs> no relationships yeah <laughs> just married just ma- just married to the clothes married everyone the, he said I'm married to the game yo on a weekly basis though how many hours are you putting in into your business it's to crazy. give an eye opener I mean, to the people that are, are wanting to do this I mean, or people that, that watch you and don't really know how much. They only see the listings. They don't see how much time and effort is put into it. 
I'd say, you know, sitting down, like classroom setting, not classroom setting, but like work setting, you know, really grinding. Yeah. Like sitting there actually putting in work. Photos, maybe, maybe listings, like, yeah, photos, listings, you know, sourcing, you know, all that. I would say at least 50 hours a week, but that's not to count for all these, you know, all the little conversations you have through the DMs, with the, oh, all these little yeah. things, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, these messages you got to go through with other people that, you know, they message you, they lowball you, they want to have a conversation, they want to ask for measurements, all these disputes with, you know, little returns, stuff like that. It's not just you make a sale, it's done. There's a lot of other things you know, that go along with it. So I'd, I'd say at least 10 hours a day I put into it. So, you know, 70 hours Jeez. at least, you know, because by the time I wake up, I'm looking at my phone. By the time I go to sleep, I'm looking at my phone. And it's not to text people or to go on apps. It's to, you know, handle business and yeah. to, look, to look to see what I got going on, you know. So technically, would you say it's like 24-7? I mean, cause it doesn't stop, yeah. bro. Because there's times where, you know, I won't, you know, because there is no, technically there is no schedule. I don't have to work 10 hours each day, every yeah. day. I can, you know, like I said, sometimes I'll literally stay up 24 hours and I'll just go crazy for like 12 hours, you know, and maybe I'll chill for the next day or two and I'll put in an hour or two each day. But like I said, it averages out and yeah, you just, you really get in what you put out. And for me, it's like, I want to keep growing. So it's, I just got to put in as much time as I, mm -hmm. I can. Mm -hmm. I feel that bro. With photography, when I was first starting, I was only putting in maybe three hours and now it's like on a project bro i'm put easily when i come home and edit easily is like six hours oh yeah six to yeah. seven hours after shooting for like three hours yeah and i'm so that's like, like a, a nine hour like day a perfectionist, and i'm fried I'm sure, yeah you know? i'm so fried it's... i was at the beach all day shooting you know it's like nobody really sees the work that goes on the back end and all that stuff so bro tell me uh who are your closest influences on what you do who are some people that kind of give you guidance when you need help or motivate you when you need motivating in terms of business or just like in general or business both? and what you do so influences being like let's say one of your friends that does thrift too like so definitely the person i said before would definitely number one my friend michael uh slay finds he's in gainesville i uh, met him when i was doing school and basically he's just like one of the hardest workers i've ever met that's you know anywhere near like our age just you know works non-stop and, you know, there's there's like always positive outcomes, growth, and it's like that success that he does. Like I've always wanted to, you know, get there. So definitely like a mentor for sure. But um, I would also say like my mom, it definitely is one because in my dad for sure. I know everybody says their parents, but just like the work ethic that they, you know, they always work nonstop from when I was a little kid to now. They've always worked like, you know, 10 hour days from Monday through Friday. So like I would say that for sure, like. Just knowing that every time they call me, like they're working. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, that's super motivating. You know, you want to, you don't want to be like sitting on your ass doing nothing. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> I know what you mean. I have a, I have a couple of close friends that I look for influences as well. And, you know, I use my, I use my dad a lot when it comes to having a worth at, uh, work ethic. He's, uh, he, bro, my dad's a dog when it comes to working. He'll work. 24 hours 36 hours like back to back like not even think blink or think twice about it and so uh that's dope though that that uh one of your homies is one of your closest influences yeah no for sure like yeah it really is just like we speak every day keep each other on our toes like he lives here not in gainesville, in oh, gainesville. He lives in gainesville. yeah so just like facetime and just like make sure we're both on top of each other you know just like always working shit 
just like a really good relationship. Like, you know, like I said, you want that relationship where like you're friends with people that are like, if they're being successful and you're not, you're still happy for them. You know, yeah. and, and you know, like you don't yeah, want, yeah, yeah. you don't want that relationship where like, all oh, right, Danny's you doing know, better than me. Fuck yeah. Him. It's yeah. like, e- even though it is competitive in a way, cause like there always is competition. We've always been competitive, but it's like, you know, we're at the point where like, you know, we both want to see each other like grow and be successful, mm-hmm. you know? So that's mm-hmm. definitely. How long have you guys known each other? Since I was at like at Gainesville, so at least like th- four years, maybe three, four years. Jeez. Yeah, but uh, there's other people too I've met along the way. Like you know, for example, you and your brother, like yeah. just random people like that you meet along the way doing your own thing, mm-hmm. and just like you know you become friends with people and they they do their own thing too, mm-hmm. and then you know you collab, you do other things like that, and you know you just motivate each other because like you know, I'm sure your brother and you know you guys were all motivated by each other in some sort of way. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, so uh, have you been checking out Bitcoin lately? Yeah, no, nah, I'm definitely actually been in it for a little bit. Uh, I've actually last year I started stocks a lot, and I've been trying to you diversify my investments. Yeah, Robinhood, a few other little apps here and there, because Robinhood actually hasn't had the best run recently with Bro, all that GameStop stuff. I heard so much heat for that. Yeah. It's not even. It's but, not even like. I can't believe it. They're getting so much heat for that because they want to stop trading on uh, GameStop. And honestly, I think they have the right to do so, bro. Like, I don't care what other people are saying. Like, that's foul. Bro, everybody's trying to use their business to, to trade. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not it like is what it is. Thing. Yeah, it is what it is. I don't really like to get into that kind of stuff. But <laughs> but um, <laughs> but basically, like I said, I try to tell a lot of people I think it's best to diversify your investments. Like, obviously, have money in the bank, but mm-hmm. not too much money. You should always have a little bit, you know, if you like art, you have some nice art pieces that are worth some money. I like cards, have some expensive cards, you know, um, what else is something else? Would you say a cryptocurrency is uh, better than trading on Forex? Um, I'm not too experienced with Forex, so I can't like give a, you know, my exact opinion on it, but I would say crypto is like definitely the future and I see a lot of people moving towards it, uh, especially the young generation that pushes for it. And I think the young generation kind of just like sets the wave yeah. for everything. Bro, I hate Forex and I hate Forex traders. Bro, if you hit me up talking about, hey, brother, uh, you haven't been to a mentorship. Yeah, it almost sounds kind of like scammy. Bro, it you know? is scammy. But like, even though it's not, that's like if somebody were to hit you up and be like, yeah, bro, so uh, I do stocks and like I want you to be a part of my stock group and blah, yeah. blah, blah. It's a bunch of scheming and all that stuff. So it's I'd rather like, just. Why do I got to pay $500 <laughs> to start trading? Like, what yeah, the fuck? No. Nah, I can't fuck with that shit. You guys are mad annoying and you guys always constantly fucking comment on my shit. You heard him. <laughs> Bro, they do. They comment on my pictures all the time. Like, I just made nine thousand dollars with fucking uh, Forex Alexander. But, anyways, so who have you met any celebrities um, through your business? No, nah, actually, no, I haven't really. And that's one of my goals is to really get out and do more like events and stuff like that. Because there's actually a good amount of events, but obviously with COVID, bro, you're lying. It's been tough. No, they're telling me you haven't met one person. I mean, like that you sold to. I honestly, I can't even, I don't even look at everybody I sell to because I, on, on the daily, I ship out at least like 10 packages. So it's not like I'm going to sit there and go through like, okay, you know, like, you know, Lorenzo bought this item and, you know, Matt bought this item. Like I just, you know, kind of just stick the labels on what, so it's like, even if somebody bought something from me, I probably wouldn't even realize it type of thing. I'm sure I've sold to some people. I can't even think off the top of my head, like, you know some crazy celebrity if i did maybe some minor person it would come to come off the top of my head later but you've ever had like a celebrity dm you and like yo i want to buy this piece off you 
Oh, actually, I guess maybe not a celebrity, but I have sold to a, a few, oh. like few uh, players, like football players, NFL players. Who'd you sell to? Uh, I sold to like one player on the Chiefs. He's like a pretty big, uh, prominent person in the vintage game. He buys from a lot of people, so I wouldn't consider that like a you know a pretty unique scenario because oh, he's bought because, off a lot yeah. of people. But What's sold to him. Uh, his name is Mike Pennell. He's like a defensive player. Oh. Um, sold to a, f- a few other people, but like I said, I can't even really put a name to the face type thing. So. Yeah. Have you yeah. been with any of your friends that that resell that they sold to somebody famous? Um, I've heard of resellers selling to like Kanye and ASAP, but I honestly none of my friends have sold to anybody huge like that. I was actually on my phone. With, I was actually on the phone with my fr- uh, friend yesterday. And we were talking about one of these girls we know. Supposedly, she sold like a bikini to Bella Hadid, but Bella Hadid, like Bella Hadid, didn't even mention her or anything. So it's not wow. like she so can get credit. Like, yeah. uh, even if um I sell something to somebody, it's not even like it's that big of a deal because they're not going to shout me out or anything like that. You know. You think it would be worth it for you to to hit up like TikTokers and stuff like that? Like, bro, I know there's a couple TikTokers and there's a couple like Instagram real like people who who only do that mainly that wear a lot of vintage stuff do you think it would be worth it to reach out to them and maybe try to collab with them like do you try to collab I with definitely influencers? I definitely think it's worth it um, I'm a big fond believer in social networking and all that kind of stuff but personally I've always been the type of person that kind of just grinds like I said I just list my items online and whoever buys it buys it like I'm not that type of person that's gonna be like oh my god I want this person to buy that obviously if I can get a client that, you know, has a lot of money, is a prominent person, I will take advantage of it and I'll try to, you know, market myself to the best of my ability. But I'm not out here banking on that, you know. Yeah. I'm out here banking on my hard work. I guess what you know? I'm trying to get at it. I get, I get you. Have, I, you know. Would it be worth it to hit up like Logan Paul and be like, of Yo, course. I can bring you a whole bunch of fucking of course. And- of course it'd be worth it. But it's like. Is it going to happen? Of Well, obviously, if that's always that case scenario. But it's, it's more so like. It's. Are you really gonna get marketing off of it? Is what kind of yeah. What you're trying to I get think at. it's. I think that's more of a waste of time, honestly, personally. Yeah. But it uh, is. It is worth your time because some people have sold to big people like that. But I don't think it's because they've reached out like that. I think it's more of randomness type of thing. You know. Really, a lot of my celebrity encounters, I call it, has been from either me reaching out to them or I met them by coincidence. Yeah. So so randomly, basically. Yeah, yeah, randomly. Yeah. So. But like a planned randomly, if that makes sense. For sure. Like I knew, I knew somebody was gonna show up, and I didn't know who it was gonna be, but it happened to be that person. You know, if somebody was like, "Yo, here's a million dollars. What's the first thing you're doing?" Just putting it right into the bank, and then doing the things that I want to do with it. You know, like random stuff. Buy like a nice car, nice house, whatever. Get the things that make you feel comfortable, and then not spend everything quickly. Because I think that a lot of people get caught away with. Oh my God, I just hit the lottery, whatever. It got this large sum of money. It got this large sum of whatever. You get very carried away, but things don't last long. Obviously, you know, you want to live life to, you know, every day like it's your last, but at the same time, you can't live this crazy, unrealistic way where you get a million dollars, you spend it all for the first two weeks. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, yeah, you're living great, but you can't sustain that lifestyle. Yeah. You know? So... Explain to me what what's the end goal of your business? So like what what do you what's at the end of the path? The end for me personally, I want to have some sort of, you know, properties or warehouses, have employees in there like like a shipping center, 
have you know certain warehouses with certain type of products not just clothing have you know electronics have different sectors of you know my business maybe have amazon sell on walmart.com stuff like that but mainly i would say you know the end goal is to help other people that work for me and help other people that follow me along the journey to you know to see that everything is feasible you know like this really can be you you know yeah. i know like you know everybody's like caught up in you know working for somebody else this and that but a lot of the things I post on my story, like, you know, my sales or, you know, these random come ups I'll have. It's like I post it because it's not impossible. <laughs> it really isn't like you yeah. just you got to look, you got to meet people, you got to resource, you got to be consistent. And eventually, you know, things will fall into place and and shit will happen. You know, something that's that's always been a concern to me about if I try to get my feet wet in a different space is that will people be accepting and, and kind to you and, and give you some type of guidance? You know, I'm blessed to have my brother help me with this Pokemon journey that I'm taking with cards <laughs> and stuff like that. It's funny. But not a lot of people journey, have the journey. Not a lot of people have a, a brother that's super addicted to Pokemon cards. And yeah, no, for so me personally, like, like when random people or come up to me and stuff like that, I'm very private. I don't like to talk about like, you know, if somebody, if I see somebody and I'm getting Pokemon cards, I'd rather not talk to them. I'd rather not, <laughs> at, I'd rather them not approach me and ask them, oh, what are you getting? Is that good? Like, I don't like that. You know, I'd rather just do my own thing. And, you know, the people, like I said, the people who do support me, the people who do follow me, they can, they can see what I'm doing, you know? But yeah, I'm really. So instead of just asking, just look and that's, that, yeah, that'll I'm tell more, you. I'm more of like a, you know, do it and you'll find out type of person. Mm. But at the same time, I don't mind, you know, showing what I do to help motivate people and to see I can do that, yeah. you know, but I'm not going to give that shit away yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the same time. Mm -hmm. But like I said, I've definitely, I know it, it helps because I've, I've had people reach out to me and they're like, wow, this card shit's amazing. Like I've gotten hooked and, you know, I've been pretty successful with it and I've had fun with it. It's nostalgic. It brings me back to, you know, my childhood. Mm -hmm. I like it a lot, blah, blah, blah. Cause I used to, you know, I used to break the cards on Instagram a little bit. I used to oh, go live. Why don't you stop? Why'd you stop do doing that, that a little bit? Just cause it's a, it's a little stressful. It's a lot of work. Yeah. It was a lot of work. Like I used to ship like, cause in one night you get 20 different people who buy. Ooh, so like yeah. if you go live three nights in a row, that's 60 different people that buy. And at one point I had like 50 packages I had to ship out. And some of the packages were like needed to be in a fucking huge box. Cause somebody bought so much of one thing, uh, you know, or they want so a lot like of raffles. Bought like six packs. Yeah. Stuff like that. And some people will have one card mm -hmm. and they'll still need to get it shipped out. So it's like you got to ship everything. Mm -hmm. So it's that was a lot. Got a little stressful. So for me, it's like with the cards, it's more of an investment. Now I put in a lot of time in finding the cards and getting the cards for cheap. But it's more so an investment. I like to stash it away and I like to see the, the market grow because cards, there's really no ceiling. And everything and that I've stashed. about that the other day, that cards are just, yeah. there's no ceiling. And I feel, you know, we were talking about how Target has changed a lot. And, um, what I mean by that is that before January, like I want to say like November, it was literally like 10 of us there. Now I, when I went to check in the other day, bro, I'm number 34 on yeah, that just, list. Just to be straight with you guys, he's talking about like at target with the cars, there's like these virtual lines, which is kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of people just like stand out there and they wait for the vendor to come and they get the cards, which is really annoying. And unfortunately, we've been that person a few times. Yeah. But I mean, we don't really like to to be that, <laughs> to partake in that all the time. Mm -hmm.
but yeah, the cards have just gotten nuts recently, and I've just been trying to find another way around being that rent, being that you know person out there. Yeah, yeah being that. You think it's worth paying resale and then holding? Um, definitely. I think if you're gonna sit out there for hours and you're gonna get you know barely any profit, sometimes it's worth it to you know find somebody who has a lot of it, hit them up, try to get a good amount of it mm-hmm. at a good price. And sometimes you get lucky. You pay a little bit more than they paid and you hold on to it for a little bit because they didn't have the capital to do that and you end up making a lot of money off of it. Like I've almost every product I've gotten over the past six months has gone up weekly. You know, yeah. whether it's a dollar a box, 50 cents a pack a week, they go up. Some yeah. products have gone up from 90 to $200 a box. You know, some box, this one box I got, was like 500 and now it's worth over 2000. Yeah. I and have, it's only three months later. Like there's just crazy instances. And that's not only with sports cards, that's Pokemon. Yeah. That's, I was just about you know, to say that's Fortnite, Pokemon. Dragon, everything. The, the card market's nuts. Um, yeah. It's just truly wild. My, uh, I have an evolutions box over there sitting, uh, waiting to be sold, bro. But the, the issue is, is that every week it gets more and more expensive yeah, and my brother was telling me he's like how how can you keep raising the price on something that you tra- were trying to sell last week for less yeah and in that like, case i would just delete the listing exactly and just be patient you know unless uh, you really need the money you you know you get what you yeah. got to get for it profits profit and you just don't think back about it like i had it at 750 two weeks ago bro one sold yesterday for 1250 $12.50? $12.50. And I had it listed at seven fifty two weeks ago, and they were selling for eight fifty two weeks yeah, ago. The card market is just—it's ridiculous, bro. It's ridiculous, and like ridiculous. you can't keep up with it. And now it's even harder to get things like these Pokemon uh, packs. Now that at McDonald's, yeah, <laughs> let's not even talk about that. <laughs> there's just like every, every day, there's something different going on with cards or flip. Now or you something. got people waiting outside of McDonald's trying to get a, a ten piece with a with a box. Explain that to me. <laughs> it's truly nuts. That's why, like you, I showed you, I figured out ways to get around that. Exactly. So it's just like, you know, you do things for a while. Mm-hmm. I've been doing the cards personally, you know, chasing the retail, whatever this crazy crap for almost six months now. So it's like, if you're on top of it, you, you, get, ca- yeah. you, you catch on to these little signs here and there and you actually take advantage of those. You know, you write them down, you make alarms, whatever, you know, you eventually... You don't have to be that person that everybody else is sitting out there waiting. You find other ways to do it. And it's not a legal ways. I'm not saying go in the back of Walmart, go steal their shit, whatever. It's, you know, ways where you meet people and there's other ways to source than just yeah. to, you know, sit there and wait. Compensate them to, to pick it up for you or something like that, you know? Uh, so talk to me, bro. After these long hours of making listings and what do you do on the weekend, bro? What do you do for your free time? What do you do for- well, on the weekends? I'm still working. Nah, but- but I would say in my post free office time, closes Sunday. So what's going on? The post office is closed, but <laughs> my my workroom <laughs> is not closed. Like I said, it's random. My free time, it's never like a weekend. It's you know, it's just whenever I want to chill. Sometimes I'll not work for two days straight, but it doesn't have to be a Saturday or Sunday. It's kind of just mm-hmm. at my leisure, which is awesome because you know there's no exact schedule. But like I said, in my free time, got a little dog, so I like to chill with her a lot. Obviously. Um, I like to, you know, go out to eat yeah. whenever I hit up my friends. I'm like, yo, let's go grab a bite. Like to do that. Yeah, sometimes I like to go too. with, sometimes I like to go with my friends to like shopping, like high end stores or like thrift yeah. stores. And we all just go there and chill. You ever just like cashed that. out one day, just emptied the bank. 
worked not on random shit more so with cards and stuff like that yeah but yeah no i have i used to when i was younger like i used to want to be that kid that like bought like you know sunglasses gucci wallets Mm -hmm. this and that but more so reserved now like if i will cash out it's gonna be on like furniture or some shit for my house you know bro i feel that yeah especially having a kid now bro like I just want to blow all my money on the kid, but like I need, I want the kid <laughs> nah, to be here first before yeah. I go blow my money. Yeah, you don't want to spoil the. Yeah, kid I don't want to so. spoil. Yeah, exactly, exactly. There's a something I've been wanting to do a, a lately with this podcast is kind of include a funny story about uh, either my my own experience on something or the person I'm interviewing's experience. So, uh, Danny, if it, has there been any funny stories when you went to go thrifting or? Or went to go buy cards and something hilarious happened that sticks in your head almost every day and makes you laugh. So I guess a funny story would be recently my buddy was set up at a show and all his vintage was out, his clothing. I helped him set up and all that stuff and just supported, you know, I was out there. You're such a good friend. Oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> moving yeah, yeah. moving right along. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, he has a lot of high-end stuff, a lot of shirts that are worth, you know, maybe $200 or more. Mm-hmm. So people flick through his racks, and obviously, if you don't know about clothing, some things you're gonna be like, "Damn, you know that that sounds like it's pretty expensive. Where's he getting that from?" Type of thing. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> if you're respectful, you just don't say anything. You move on. Obviously, maybe yeah. you ask, "Why is this so expensive?" And you mm-hmm. explain it. So there was this girl that came up, or this woman. It's like three of them, yeah. and obviously they were a little drunk or whatever was going on. They're feeling a little good, tipsy. And one of them was just like every shirt she picked out, she asked the price on purpose because she was just like, these prices are ridiculous type of thing, you know? So every time she would pick out a shirt, my buddy would be like, all right, that's 150. And she would be like, are you crazy? Like, what's wrong with you? Why is it worth so much? Are you trying to take all the money in my pockets? Like was very, very disrespectful. And I was just like, I'm not having this, even though it wasn't my clothing. I was just, I'm just like. Because I knew my buddy wasn't going to say anything. He's not the type of person. Yeah. So I was just me being the type of person I am. I'm just like, hey, get the fuck out of our booth. Yeah. You know, said I'm not even going to lie. I might have said it in a pretty disrespectful yeah, way. Like, I might have said like, those. Get the fuck out of my booth, you dumb bitch. Yeah. <laughs> nah, nah. Not like that. <laughs> but I might have said it, you know, in a little disrespectful way. Probably doesn't even remember this, this woman. But just said that. Kind of. She kind of walked off. And <laughs> about 10 minutes later came right back to the booth and was just kind of like a totally different attitude and was nice, you know, I guess 360. So she started talking to me and was just like, hey, you're cute, this hey, and that. Zay. She tried to finesse a shirt? No. Oh, totally opposite. Damn. Turns out Chick was really actually into me. And I was kind of shook because I was like, you're being disrespect. You were like disrespectful, this and that. Yeah, yeah. And I guess like what you said, who knows? Turns out we end up going to like a few bars, this and that. Get her number or whatever. Oh, no. Too funny. But yeah, that's a funny story how about I- how you never know who the hell you're going to meet, how the hell you talk to somebody. <laughs> and then some girl will just randomly be attracted to you because women are crazy. Not to say men aren't crazy either. Did but. you hit? <laughs> That's for off the podcast. <laughs> Yo, this thing. <laughs> Yo, guys. So uh, that's going to conclude this podcast. Thank you for listening in to I Feel Creative Podcast number four with my boy Danny here. His uh, Instagram, Depop, eBay, all going to be listed in the description down below. 
Uh, make sure you give him a follow and check him out. You guys will love all his vintage clothing and uh, cards that he has for sale for all those people that are interested in that. But uh, Danny, close us out. Yes, sir. I appreciate you big time. I hope everybody enjoyed podcast number four featuring Danny, <laughs> Florida Thrift Man. I had a good time. If anybody has any questions or anything like that, uh, hit me up on the Instagram. We'll leave that below. Um, also, hit up my boy Rico if you need any you know, photo shoots or anything like that. Don't come at me with no BS asking me no prices or anything like that. <laughs> but I just want to say, everybody have a good one. Keep working hard. Work harder than the next person. Much love. We out.